1: Welcome to Monday's Rotowire DFS podcast. My name is Ben Miller. We're actually without Joe Bartell today, who usually does the uh, the hosting here. So I'm getting thrust into this role. It could be tough. <laughs> I'm going to go for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but instead, uh, I'm actually joined by Alex Barutha, who does a, a podcast with us with Nick Whalen. I think it's just the regular NBA podcast. Re- yeah, on Tuesdays. Okay, and you guys just do like season long <laughs> stuff or just anything that. Yeah, we don't even talk about fantasy. <laughs> it's this, just whatever's on. This your mind. is the first. You no, know, how do I get stuck AM. with this gig? I you, want that one. Right. Uh, no, that's that's great. But yeah, I mean, you have plenty of DFS experience. You do. Me and Joe talk about. Uh, we do the uh, the, uh, the the contest with all of our. You know, a lot of people in the office so, on Wednesdays. Yeah, um, yeah, Alex is in that. He kicks butt. I think he's he's up there in the top three. I think. Yeah. I think he's. I haven't even three checked four. it in a while. Um, yeah, sh- sure, sure. Maybe not then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, he knows his stuff. So we're in good hands um but uh right away well, I think instead of you know Joe usually just talks at nauseum about something so we'll skip that and go right into the basketball portion I think um we'll keep this keep this quick um but for the the biggest bold take here I think we talked about before the pod that maybe it might be you know Joel and Embiid sitting out for rest in, in the Warriors injuries a lot those those two specific you know situations kind of help set the tone for where you're finding value and in, in what you want to do with this slate? Is there something with you know, those two situations that you like specifically?
2: The, so the Joel Embiid situation is kind of tough. They have so many options at center now when they got Trevor Booker, um, the trade essentially looking for to the Nets. Um, I still like Rashawn Holmes there, I think. Um, because he can play power forward and center, yeah, which like Amir Johnson, Trevor Booker really can't do as well, right? Um, and then as far as the Warriors, like I think you just kind of have to keep playing Jorgen Bell, like he's just been dominant,
1: yeah. In in with the the um, the Sixers, it's you're right. I think the the biggest thing when I'm looking at between Holmes and and Johnson, the, there is a slight price difference. So Johnson's only thirty five hundred. Um, compared to Holmes, which is 4500 which that definitely kind of represents what you're saying, that Holmes probably is like the better, you know, the, the guy that can get more points. Um, so, I mean, if you definitely need a little bit more of a salary break, I, I get it going down to Johnson um, rather than Holmes. But I think you're right. I think I like Holmes better of the two. Um, with the Warriors, I think you have to think of, you know, Omri Caspi too. Is he a guy that you, you like as well?
2: He is because he he's shown he can play kind of uh, small forward and power forward. He can get plenty of minutes. Um I mean, he's you know, last year we didn't see much of him, and I so I think a lot of people feel like he's coming out of nowhere, but he's been a pretty like productive player in the league for a Definitely. while, yeah. Um, and he's shown to be a good rebounder lately. Uh, he's got the height to do it, so I think I mean for forty five hundred dollars on Fanduel, I mean he hit he thirty nine fantasy points his last game. Yeah, that's, I mean that's that's great. like eight times value, right? Basically. For a forty
1: five hundred dollar price, you you got to love that. Jordan Bell, I agree though, is is just as intriguing, if not more, um, than Caspi. I mean, he plays more power forward and center. So with Draymond Green and Zaza both out, that's kind of um both both positions he can play if need be. Um I think let's see Jordan Bell had 31 Fanduel points um the last time out. Um 24 minutes you'd like to see that up a little bit more, but I mean, he's still some some a guy that's that's put up 43 Fanduel points in the past, so he has that potential.
2: The may, the main thing with Bell is he he can get assists. I mean, he gets so he has high upside because he gets a lot of the fantasy points that are worth the most like right. the steals and the blocks and yeah, the assists yeah. he's gotten a lot of so even you know he may he may only have to score eight points like he did last time to get 31 fantasy yeah. points um 4,700 for a price isn't that bad that's I mean you assume his floor I mean I think his like floor in the games that Draymond hasn't played has been like 20 25 right. which
1: isn't I mean horrible obviously you're looking for like 30 30- plus but yeah. that's not horrible if, if if it's a guy that's almost at I mean not near minimum but a $4,500 price yeah um is that do you think those injuries to Steph and Draymond and, and all those guys also do you, do you think you have to play Kevin Durant is that a, is that a must play or is he too expensive he's the the top price guy on the slate for 12000 um
2: I'm playing I'm gonna play Durant yeah, I, yeah until he I mean I think ever since Steph's been out it's been his lowest was 51 and even at 12000 a guy who you are confident is going to get I mean, at least I'm confident that he's gonna get fifty fantasy points. I right. feel like I just have to slog him in.
1: Yeah, and a lot of times, you know, especially with a weaker opponent like the Lakers, I, I would be, you know, slightly worried about maybe a blowout situation. But if you just even look back to his last game, he played the Mavericks and he still put up sixty fantasy points. He played thirty four minutes, so it doesn't look like the Warriors are really, you know, laying off him at all.
2: No, and on such a big slate, you can probably find somewhere to pay down. Yeah. Um to where you can putting Durant in your lineup for the upside's probably probably a good idea. If yeah, it was a, even like
1: the Amir Johnson Rashawn Holmes we're talking about or Jordan Bell.
2: Exactly. If it was a smaller slate, you could probably get away with moving off Durant just uh if you're like if you're in a tournament, you're trying to avoid the high right. ownership situation. Yeah. But I think in with I don't even how
1: many games are on the I slate? Think we got like eleven or twelve 11. somewhere yeah, around. Yeah it's,
2: it's a lot. So you can probably find somewhere to to spend down and then put Durant in. Yeah,
1: I, I completely agree. For me Durant's kind of a must play it's just, there's no one else to do the to, to carry the offense so I, oh. I love the the Durant play even though he's that top priced guy um, so then we can kind of move ahead here and just go through the the uh, the rest of the injuries on the slate here um, the first game six o'clock central seven eastern the Celtics pacers not a whole lot of injuries here just the Marcus Morris uh, he's, he's out for an extended period of time um, I think maybe that's doesn't really do a whole bunch for the lineup you know maybe you see a little bit more Aaron Baines or something along those lines Um, no injuries for the Pacers nothing really to see there Um, we can jump over to the Knicks Hornets this is another big injury in the night that we definitely have to keep an eye on Uh, Kristaps Porzingis um, he missed the last game I believe with a knee injury Um, uh, Michael Beasley started in his place is Beasley a guy you you consider if if uh you know Porzingis can't give it a go for a second second time out
2: I definitely consider Beasley I watched him a lot when he was on the Bucks last year I mean he is not talk about a guy who's not afraid to shoot the ball right. When he touches <laughs> yeah, exactly. it, right and um he got two blocks last game I mean you know if you look down his game log he gets a block here and a steal there even even in the games where he sees like 15 minutes yeah so he's a guy who even though you may not expect it from Michael Beasley he has pretty good upside um Six thousand or fifty nine hundred for a salary is that's that's getting up there a little bit for Michael Beasley.
1: That is, yeah. Um, that's almost to the point where I'm getting slightly weird. I get it. Last game he put up forty six Fanduel points, so that's a ton. Like that's that's yeah. what you're looking for for a replacement for Porzingis. But I think you're right. The price there is starting to scare me a little bit. Where I'm not sure he can do that uh, consistently. I I, I, I kind it, of expect him to to drop that back down a bit.
2: It almost feels like a trap. Um, exactly, exactly. The I mean, so the only other time this season where he's gotten thirty minutes, he played against Houston and he put up thirty nine fantasy points. So if FanDuel is basing their pricing off of, you know, they think he's gonna get thirty minutes a game, or is he done when he gets thirty minutes a game? It's basically forty two average fantasy points. So I i don't know if that's I think that's gonna be consistent there always. If he's gonna score he scored thirty points against Houston, uh the last time he got thirty minutes. Um I think I would still I would still strongly consider playing him but um you can you if you don't if you don't feel like it I think you can get away with just right right you know pivoting off Michael Beasley yeah yeah.
1: and then on the uh Hornets side of the thing there's not much going on uh just Johnny O'Brien um potentially sitting out with a back injury you know it could see maybe a little more Kaminsky off the bench I think with with Zeller out it's been Kaminsky and O'Brien um trying to you know, fill in there. And Trevian Graham, he's a game time decision. Um, not really fantasy relevant, so nothing to see there. Um then our next game, six thirty uh central time. We got Heat uh, versus the Hawks. A lot of a lot of injuries here. Uh, especially in the, in that front court. Obviously, no Hassan Whiteside who's been out for a while. It's been the Kelly Olenek, you know, Bam Out of Bio show. Um, but it's the power forward position. James Johnson's now out for a while. He's he's got an ankle injury, and Justice Winslow is now doubtful um so without those two is this the Jordan Mickey show is it do you think it's Ol- Olenek kind of that picks it up where is there someone else there
2: um I think it's between Mickey and Olenek um I mean Olenek can play a lot of four and I he he didn't get he kind of got in foul trouble um the last time out yeah. because of Dwight Howard so he still may I mean he he still managed to put up I mean, he only put up 19 against Charlotte but um most recent game against the Clippers
1: 37 fantasy points um, the, Mickey at a, at a minimum, near minimum price, 3,900, like that's, that's great, great value for the, for that sort of potential. Right. Though. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. If you're looking to spend down, like if you, if you're putting Durant in your line, right. maybe you want Westbrook right. in your or something like that. Jorgen Mickey is definitely the play. Um, if you, if you probably want a higher floor, I would, I would say Olenek would probably be the play. Yeah. But at the same time Autobio, you know, because he, he'll probably end up playing center for a significant amount of time because they'll have to shift Olenek to right. forward a lot so honestly I think all three of those guys are in play and just whichever one of them fits in your lineup um, whether it be salary or position, I think you can just you just put any of them in there,
1: yeah, and Olenek's up to sixty two hundred so he 's getting up there in price Autobio 's still sitting at five thousand, so a little cheaper there, and like we said mickey 's only thirty nine hundred so if you if you 're in tournament play and you need to fit some bigger guys in there, maybe you look Mickey um, and, and if you feel comfortable with some of those mid tier guys you, you can definitely play Olenek or Autobio both have. Have some sort of upside there, and then we also have some injuries in the uh, in the backcourt, though too. Uh, Goran Drogic, he's questionable with an elbow injury that came up today, kind of surprising. And Deion Waiters with an illness. Um, without those two guys, I, you got to think it's the, the Tyler Richardson show, or or the Tyler Johnson show. I should say, not Richardson and and Josh Richardson. Right. There we go. Um, and maybe a little Wayne Ellington sprinkled in there as well. I, I personally love the Tyler Johnson action. Yeah, Tyler Johnson. He he has been
2: playing better lately. He started off the first like 15 games of the season just shooting really poorly. A lot of people dropped him in year long leagues, but now he's kind of picked it back up. Um, this is it's funny because this is normally a situation where I would just play James Johnson because right. of the ball handling. Yeah, yeah. But now that that's gone, yeah, I think it's Tyler Johnson or Josh Richardson, um, both of whom are are good enough ball handlers. Um, to where they should see they should have the ball in their hands a lot um, and at least be you know they can get assists right right yeah
1: Johnson's 4,600 pretty cheap I think Richardson's 4,500 so not bad at all there 55 right now 55 Um, yeah yeah
2: they they put his price up a little bit but the last two games 44.6 fantasy points and then 32.7 fantasy points so um he's he's made value each of the last two games right and um he's just gonna have to everyone on this roster now the heat roster and this happened last year just have to play yeah huge exactly
1: minutes. yep um and in this game's a six thirty. you know contest too so hopefully that's that's just barely after uh, you know lineup lock so we should i, I feel like we should we should i, I will say should <laughs> i feel like we should actually get those injuries out before um before lineup lock, but you never know. It's still something to to, to keep an eye on. You know, obviously if Drajic and, and Waiters both play, it, it kills the value of Johnson. Richardson still could have some value there, but um, yeah, there's a lot to a lot to look for with the Heat um, in both the front court and the back court. And then on the other side, the Hawks who have also dealt with a bunch of injuries. They're kind of down there now. Uh, Dwayne Dedman is the only guy that's officially out. Um, Tyler Kavanaugh has been a guy that's. That's been starting there. I don't know. How, What are your feelings on him? Um,
2: he, I see he didn't play last game. He had got seven minutes the game before. So I'm a little concerned, especially now that John Collins um, is back, that Kavanaugh is just right. going to catch a lot of DMPs. So unless we hear like specific word that like, hey, Tyler Kavanaugh is going to play, I'm not sure I would necessarily uh, throw him out there. Um, to me, this is still like John Collins all the way.
1: Yeah, I I definitely agree. Collins seems more like the, the one that's benefiting here. I think he had 24 minutes last game, 20 and 26. I mean, he had over 30 Fanduel points in every every single one of the last three times out. So I agree. I think Collins is more the guy. Kavanaugh, he's kind of just, it seems like he's a fill-in to to, to pick up a few minutes in, in, in this and that. And the other guy's Miles Plumley, who's he had a couple spot starts as well. Also, a guy I'm not, you know, going with. He, he just doesn't have the upside there, especially with Collins back.
2: Yeah, he just doesn't get minutes enough no. minutes at this point. Um, yeah, Collins with his with his ability to block shots um, and rebound, and if he just happens to score a lot of points, you're you're in huge luck. Right, particular right. day. Yeah,
1: yep. And then uh, next game out there is the Sixers in Bulls. Um, we already talked about Joel Embiid with you know the Amir Johnson and Rashawn Holmes, but actually Trevor Booker's also. We, I don't think we mentioned that oh, be, before. No. Um, Dario Sarge to me becomes intriguing. I mean, there's not a lot of bodies there, um, but I think honestly that may help Holmes's value even more. And he, I think he started at power forward at least once in the last few weeks. Um, when when uh, Covington was out, and they shifted Sarge over to small forward. So uh, I think if, if anything, this helps both Johnson and Holmes' value already with you know and beat out this as well.
2: Yeah, um, that that's a good point. I haven't seen Trevor Booker was out before. Um so I think I think you can play all three of those guys because if Dario Saric gets shifted to small forward that shifts for Sean Holmes to power forward and then Amir Johnson at center um so I I do think all three of these guys are in play and that's a situation where I feel like it's it's almost an identical situation what the heat are dealing with in their front court where all three of these guys should see extended run and it's really in my opinion who you can just fit in your lineup
1: right it's all about the price and like we mentioned before you know I, I um Holmes is is 4500, Johnson's 39 I believe. Um so I mean both guys are cheap and, and yeah you you're right it just depends on where you can fit them in there. Yeah. I
2: think Sarge probably has the best floor. So yeah. if you're playing oh, if it, if it's a cash game, um Saric is probably your be- your best option there. Um yeah, all three of these guys should see extended run, and they play Chicago. Right,
1: yeah. Sorry, 6,500. You're right, Chicago. They played although Chicago has picked it up of late. So five
2: we, or six game we, we can't hate
1: on them too much there.
2: Jason Kidd said they were playing as well as any team in the league, so I just want to put that out in this podcast. I don't, so. I don't
1: even know what to say about that. I'm just I'm just going to pass that up and okay. pretend I didn't have to hear it. Um, on the other side, though, we got Laurie uh, Mark Um He's a game-time decision. He's missed the last few games. It's been Miritich that's kind of – Uh, been balling out actually bobby portis has played well too it's a little bit of been a little bit of a combo there miritich is up to seven thousand though um he's had 36 43 and 36 fanduel points the last three out obviously if if um out uh, you you may consider him but he's getting hefty uh, as a price as it comes price wise And, and bobby portis i don't know what what is his price here um, five thousand. So that's not horrible. Right. If Marquandin's out, do you consider either of those guys?
2: Um, yeah. If he's out, um, I think both of those guys. Especially since um, the Bulls just recently sent uh, Cristiano Felicio to the D League, yeah, or G League. Uh, sorry, <laughs> the everyone. newly crowned G League. I, yeah, I, I apologize. I'm professional. <laughs> um, but and so Bobby Porges ends up playing a lot of backup center, and so even even if marketing he even if he ends up playing. Bobby Portis, I feel like will still get significant playing time. Right. Um, I'm still not hundred percent confident in Miritich being able to play small forward. I think he can from a floor spacing standpoint. Yeah. I'm not sure about defense. Um, but yeah, if if Markinen's out, I would I I would rather play Portis, but Miritich has been I mean, balling out of control. Like his price keeps rising for a reason. Um.
1: Yeah, it almost looks like Portis is just as much upside. You know, he had 43 fan duel points tonight. I, you know, I don't think Miritich has done that yet this season. Maybe once or twice. I don't know. Um, but yeah, he's two thousand dollars less. So I almost like Portis a little better. Yeah. Even though I could see Miritich having a pretty big game as well.
2: That that might be like a cash game versus tournament game thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Miritich and cash. Portis in tournaments. That's. I think that's how I would approach. That. Definitely.
1: I completely agree. All right. Moving on to the next game. We got the Nuggets versus the Thunder. Um. Not much going on here. Um, Emmanuel Moutier is doubtful. Maybe that's a couple more minutes to Jamal Murray. I mean, Murray's already playing a ton of minutes. I like Murray for tonight's slate. Um, and then on the Thunder side of things, we got Steven Adams is out. Um, Dakari Johnson actually started the last game. Um, maybe more minutes for guys like Patrick Patterson, Nick Collison. What, do you see anything there? Do you like Dakari Johnson? Is this, is this anything that you, you're looking into for this slate?
2: Um. As far as the Steven Adams being out, that one's that one's tough because I think they kind of just hand like his man they give like six minutes to this guy and seven minutes to this guy. Right, right. Um I do actually kinda of like Jeremy Grant. Right. Um, oh yeah. Because definitely. he does play some center for them and he has the, the block and steal upside um rebounds as well, but that's that's a pretty that's gonna be probably like a deep tournament play.
1: That's uh um, yeah, if you're struggling, if you need a salary break, you know, go in, and maybe chuck him in there as a, as a punt play type of deal. Yeah, you're avoiding ownership.
2: To right, the extreme. yeah. Um, yeah, and
1: does this, uh, you know, with Steven Adams out, does that maybe... Make you think more about Nikola Jokic on the other side, you know, with no defensive, you know, know, even Adams is, you know, prided for his defense a lot, Uh, his rim protecting. Is that something where you like maybe I like Jokic a little better? Is Jokic still kind of too fresh off that injury? I, for me, Jokic
2: is too fresh off the injury. Played 22 minutes his his last game out, and there's that one game, uh, that Boston game where it seemed like he was cleared and then he didn't play. Yeah. Um, so. Personally, I like to play it safe with stuff like this and I'm gonna avoid Jokic in general until I feel like he's going to play thirty minutes. Right, right. Um but in theory, yeah. I mean I you know, maybe a tournament option.
1: Yeah, for me this is a tournament thing where if I'm doing a tournament, I kind of I'm I'm intrigued by Jokic a lot by this. I think a lot of people will stay off him just because of his his recent, you know, fluctuation in minutes and, and that type of thing. He's only eighty nine hundred. That's one of the cheapest prices you'll probably see the rest of the season. Um, yeah. So I don't hate taking a risk there. Again, there, it's definitely risky. That's that's, right. the, that's the big thing there. But I do like that without Steven Adams, you know, potentially going up against Dakari Johnson. I don't know much about um, Dakari's defense or anything like that, so I can't really, no, really I. speak to that. But, um, yeah, lots to think about there. And then uh, next game out, Jazz Rockets will keep rolling through here. Um, Derek Favors, um, he's out. You know, Rudy Gilbert is already out as well, so that's – another front court situation like the heat and, and everything like that where it's kind of in shambles like who who is who's taking over these minutes um it's i probably jonas jerebko maybe yeah some sort of Ebe udo
2: udo at center for sure and i think you can play udo last time out he had 48.9 fan duel points which right. is impressive that's yeah six blocks um
1: you That's know, one of those where you you go into their their game log and you're like, what the heck? I yeah. did not see that coming. <laughs> no,
2: and uh, you know, Udo he he was in and out of the league for a while, but he's always been a good shot blocker and rebounder. So, um, you can be pretty confident if you put him in your lineup that you have a high upside for that. Definitely. Um, I think, I mean, I would still go. I would feel safe doing uh putting Jones-Drewepko in my lineup, uh, because there was that stretch where um they were dealing with injuries before i mean joe johnson's been off for a while but i think yeah Jurebko kind of filled in his minutes and then hood was out it, they, they had to scramble um because gobert was out before and jurebco he proved that he can like he can definitely hit value at forty three hundred dollars which is where he's at right now um 34 fan duel points the last time out he's got i think he's got two or three games hovering around 25 or 30 so
1: um, yeah I, I agree and for me the the thing I like to think about here is is the position actually you know because Jarebko listed at power forward and Udo's at center so you only get one center yeah. and and there may be for, for me I like a few guys that are a little higher up on the price scale because
2: um, you don't want to mess that one up no no definitely not <laughs> definitely
1: not um, yeah it, it really depends on if you want to pay down at the position I don't necessarily want that for center so Jarebko is probably a guy for me that I would more look at rather than Udo even though I will say you know if you want to pay down Udo is an option yeah, um, if
2: I'm, I feel like if I'm going to pay down at center, it would be it would be Udo because yeah. of his because of his defensive upside. And, Definitely. Um, but Jarabko safer pick. Um, and they play Houston, so that's gonna be fast paced.
1: And especially because the Rockets, they're also dealing with an injury to Clint Capella, so Capella potentially will not play. I think he sat out the last one. It was actually I think Nene had a pretty big game. Yeah. Um, maybe some more Ryan Anderson at center and Tariq Black. Um, I guess if Capella's out. For me, maybe you consider Nene, That's that's really bold for me. I don't think I would do it. You know, Too you bold have... for your even your yeah. bold takes, yeah, I can't. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I can go there. Um, they're also without Luke Umba Mute, so that's he's out for a bit. I think that's some more minutes for PJ Tucker in those two forward spots. Um, not a whole lot there. Just Capella's is the r- the real big injury. Um, I think for me, I just there's not a whole lot there everywhere where I really like what's what's behind him.
2: Yeah, I. <laughs> I could see Nene, um, but I would still feel safer going with Ryan Anderson. Yeah, and it's it's not. I wouldn't feel great about it either way. <laughs> like I at four thousand four hundred, like I would rather just I would rather pay a hundred dollars more and just put Jarebko. Yeah, completely agree. Completely. So agree. I I don't think there's too much to look into with Capella out, which is weird to say because Capella's. a a dominant player for them arguably yeah and
1: potentially maybe even that Capella sits out maybe it boosts Udo's value a little bit more on the other side that's a good point too um and then we can move on from that to the Trailblazers Timberwolves um Trailblazers nothing new there um no injuries that are noteworthy um for the T-Wolves Jimmy Butler uh I think he had some back soreness after he played like 5,000 minutes in the past (laughs) two games um, he actually went through shoot around uh, he's he expects to play so he he should roll out there like usual um, if if there's a last second thing that he does sit out maybe for me it's maybe usage bumps to to Wiggins and Towns if anything um, throwing a Jamal Crawford maybe um, Bielitsa he's out um, I think we can just shift right past that game because like I said Jimmy Butler's probably going to play um, we got Suns and Mavericks you know the Suns are still without Devin Booker it's been Josh Jackson but he hasn't really done much, and same with Troy Daniels. Those were the two guys that were kind of expected to fill in there.
2: Yeah, Daniels, um, he's, he's kind of like a, just a pure three-point shooter. Yeah, right. So unless he just happens to hit like six threes, um, he's not going to get you too much fantasy value. Yeah, he's and more
1: like a season-long, deepest type of league throw yeah. in there for, a, for some three points.
2: Only for three, some head-to-head yeah. categorical threes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and um, Josh Jackson, I mean, he. Josh Jackson is... I feel like theoretically a good play and has been, but the problem is he is really struggling to score the ball. He's in single digits all the time, right? Um, And he's like he's a great defender, but he's not getting as many steals as you would hope.
1: Definitely one of the biggest disappointments in terms of of rookies, especially considering the playing time he's getting. Um, Don't like that. Um, And and then we can go switch over to the other side right away. Um, The Dallas Mavericks, Dennis Smith, who's been out for at least a handful of games. He's a game time decision. Went through shoot around. Um, it looks like that's that's more of taking minutes away from from Yogi Ferrell, JJ Barea, Devin Harris. Do, if Smith plays, is he he someone you consider? Or is this kind of a situation you avoid?
2: Uh, I would I would avoid the Dunga Smith situation if he feels like any like pain at all, and it's like he's limping out there a little bit. They're probably just gonna pull him right. And, and so I would not. I would stay. I would stay away from Dunga Smith. Yeah, there's just a
1: lot of bodies in there now. You know, Curry's Seth Curry's still out, um, but there's just. Too many bodies for me to, to try and sort through those. I, I'm not a huge fan. No. Um, then we can move on to the Clippers' Suns. Uh, this is our one of our later games, 830 Eastern. Um, Guyanari, he's got that hip thing, he, a glute or whatever it is. He's, he's likely out. Austin Rivers, I think, is a game-time decision. He might have been actually even elevated. Uh, let me check here. Looks like he's still a game-time decision. It's questionable. Um, okay. But if he does play, uh, that that's certainly... Takes away some sort of value from from guys like you know Lou Williams is is Rivers a guy you consider if he comes back? Um, he would he
2: would be a guy I would consider because um, it's I want to say a concussion quote unquote like isn't a normal injury right? But like he's not injured.
1: It's not one of those where you risk an aggravation like if you tweak the the calf or something like that.
2: Exactly. So if Rivers is if Rivers ends up being able to play, um, I would definitely consider him. Like I would consider him as much as I would consider him as I have been for the rest of the year or the year prior. And, um, I think he's priced pretty fairly, like 5,800. He's shown he can put up 30, um, mid thirties, even a 40 here and there. So, um, I would definitely consider Rivers if he's cleared to go.
1: And actually, it looks like Lou Williams recently was ruled out as well. So oh. um, Lou Williams is out with an ankle injury. Rivers expects to play. Uh, so that's kind of breaking news here. So I guess definitely consider Rivers with, with no Lou Williams. <laughs> Strongly consider
2: <laughs> Austin Rivers. Yep. Yeah, and the
1: Clippers are also without Wesley Johnson, who's kind of been taking over minutes for, for Guy and Ari at, at, both, far, at both forward spots. Um, maybe more Jameel Wilson, some Sam Decker in there. Those two guys I'm not huge on. For me, it's... The usage going to maybe a guy like Rivers or or someone else in that starting lineup.
2: Yeah i I just I can't trust Decker or, or Wilson. Right. Um, the minutes just really aren't there. The usage isn't there. They're just going to probably they're just going to need someone to handle the ball and and distribute. And um, I would I would put that on Austin Rivers. Or yeah. Really. I, I mean, completely agree. There's probably a couple value play guards in there. Um, you know, Cindarius Lawnwell has has been in there.
1: Um, I know juwan um, evans he had a few um milos Teodosic could be someone to potentially consider i i was on him when he was like 4500 i don't know what he's at now uh, 4900 um so not horrible especially without lou williams i mean i think tia has had his minutes kind of limited a bit um let's see he had, i mean 28 the last time out so that's that's not horrible um i honestly i wouldn't mind Teodosic or or rivers um 49 is yeah. not 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 crazy um I think Rivers obviously has more upside between the two. I, for me, it's intriguing, especially without Lou Williams.
2: Yeah, I would, I would strongly think about putting both of those guys in my lineup. And I feel like we're waiting for Tia Dosich to have like a big game, that like where he,
1: fifteen assists game where yeah. he, yeah, yeah. No, so I agree.
2: you know, I'm not saying he's due, but I, I would, I would strongly because I feel like he just hasn't gotten there yet, and it's he's still it's a comf- it's it's getting comfortable in the right. Not so. yeah,
1: yep, exactly. On the other side, the Spurs. Leonard he he's played a few games here now since since his return. He's probable to play. And Danny Green um he's also a game time decision. I believe uh Lissette's questionable says he'll play. So it sounds like he's going to play. Okay. Um should be full strength there. Is is Leonard is he too too early off this in, uh, injury where where you're not considering him?
2: Well, he's priced at 6000. So they've priced him very I think reasonably for his injury to i feel like he, they're
1: baiting me into it they, that's that's what i feel
2: like they are um but he i mean it only took him basically 15 minutes in the last two games he played to put up 27 and 28 fan dual points
1: for so, me yeah I'm, I'm not sure does he get the minutes so i'm not sure he sees more than that third time out you, you'd have to think his minutes go up maybe to like 20 to 22 um, yeah i definitely feel like Fanduel's baiting me, and it's working. <laughs> it's like it's working real well because I'm I'm definitely considering six thousand for for a guy like Leonard. I don't know, man. That's that's super tough for me.
2: Um, I think I would throw him in there. You know, we, especially it feels like I it almost feels like they want me to play Durant and Kawhi Leonard. And <laughs> if I don't, <laughs> I'm going to lose. Like that's how it feels.
1: Exactly. Um, yeah. but, like they yeah, definitely the baiting is there. Yeah,
2: but I mean, Leonard stuck out the last game. Um, after only playing 15 minutes or two before that. So I would feel like they have confidence in him to go out there and play probably 20, 25 minutes. Right. Um, I assume they'll beat the Clippers handily. So his minutes may
1: maybe depend on how much of a blowout that is. True, yeah. That's definitely a thing to consider. Um, I think you're right. He could be kind of rested there if, if this game gets out of hand because the Clippers are so decimated by injuries. Yeah. Um, so definitely something to consider there. Leonard, um, cheap. But uh, definitely someone to consider just because of his his sort of upside and what he can do. Yeah. Um, and then the last game on the slate here, Warriors versus the Lakers. We already talked about this one at the start. Without you know the the, the Warriors are without Draymond Green with that shoulder injury, Zaza Pachulia, um, Curry is still out, and actually Sean Livingston is as well. So um, we talked about Jordan Bell, Caspi is guys you can consider as cheaper. Patrick McCaw could be some somewhat interesting, you know, without Livingston or Curry, someone's got it. And then we can move over to the uh, RotoWire lineup optimizer um, for them. I'll, I'll just run down the lineup here, and then you you let me know what you think about it, Alex. And then we can kind of go over that. So the optimizer is going ru- with Russell Westbrook against the Nuggets at eleven thousand three hundred. They got Ricky Rubio uh, going against the, the Rockets at forty nine hundred. Clay Thompson. Um, against the Lakers, seventy-two hundred. C.J. McCollum against the Timberwolves, sixty-nine hundred. Kevin Durant, our must-play of the day, uh, against the Lakers, twelve thousand. Top overall price. Andre Iguodala, um, someone we didn't mention before, um, who's, who's probably going to help out with some of the, some of the ball handling without you know Livingston or or Curry in there. He's only forty-four hundred against the Lakers. Obviously, again, um, Jordan Bell, a guy we talked at talked about a ton. Um, without Draymond Green, you know, Zaza Pachulia there. Jordan Mickey. Um, that in that Miami front court against the Hawks, 3,900, and Rashawn Holmes against the Bulls, 4,500. Is there any big takeaways there that you like, or? Um,
2: I just I feel uncomfortable playing Ricky Rubio usually right um, now that I look at it more I mean I guess against Houston if there's if there's one matchup that maybe you can he's still gonna be going up against yeah, Chris Paul. Paul's pretty
1: good defensively like I a lot know. of times people talk about how Houston's such that that, that the great matchup where it's up pace where you, you love it but I think yeah it's kind of a little tougher with with Paul in there to really like that Rubio play
2: yeah I would I would maybe try to avoid Rubio but um, I do like how it paid down at center and paid down it really just paid down across the board and then went with two kind of the stars and scrubs lineup right with Westbrook and Durant um and then just look for value across the board I think McCollum's too cheap Thompson's got a high floor um the Mickey frontcourt situation so overall I, I do really like this lineup I'm gonna put it I'm gonna put it in a tournament like right now I'll probably end up tinkering with it trying to find a way to get right. Rubio out of there yeah um maybe pay down from Rashawn Holmes to Udo and then just get a better um, second point guard but Overall, I like
1: it. Yeah, me too. I think they did did pretty well, just picking out the value plays that we like that we talked about. Guys like Jordan Bell, Mickey, you know, Holmes. There's a there's a lot of value on this slate. And I think it did a pretty good job, you know, selecting those. And um, I like it too. I, I think it's definitely one I'd consider playing. Um, so moving on from that, you know, like I said, oh well, we kind of threw you in here last minute, so we won't make you throw to <laughs> throw to together a lineup, which is what me and Joe usually do. Um, so I'll give my lineup, kind of like the optimizer. You let me know what you think of it. Uh, if anything, you'd switch and, and we'll go from there. So I'm going with Goran Dragic against the Hawks. He's dealing with that elbow injury. Sixty-one hundred, definitely a guy you're going to have to watch up until tip. Um, I'm going Jamal Murray on the other side with no Emmanuel Moutier. Um He's going to get minutes in like thirty-five, thirty-six. It's, it's going to be way up there. He's sixty-one hundred, not cheap, but that's not that expensive for a guy that's had some some solid production. Klay Thompson um, against the Lakers, seventy-two hundred. We talked about I think earlier where you know it's. He hasn't had that huge game we expected, but he still can do it, so I'm comfortable playing him. C.J. McCollum against the t Wolves, 6,900. Kevin Durant against the Lakers, 12,000. Omri Caspi against the Lakers, 4,500. Jordan Bell against the Lakers, 4,700. Stacking that, uh, Warriors against the uh, Lakers lineup. Um, And then closing out, I'm going to Amir Johnson against the bulls he's he's that minimum uh price 3500 and then nicole jokic against the thunder 8900 what what are your your overall takes on my lineup
2: um i just wouldn't pay up for jokic i think that's really the only that's the only difference you and i would have in right in line of construction i would pay down for whoever else at center and then just try to um probably just put like a westbrook or um fill out the rest of the roster as much as i can but right. it's tough because there are so many value plays that you especially in the forward to center spot right that you have to you have to pay down somewhere and you have to pay up somewhere and it's really i, I don't know i think durant's the the pay up spot small forward
1: yeah you're, you're so you're pretty much going like down at center someone like a you know an udo we talked about before yep. and, and maybe like an Olinick or not a bio something along those lines yeah. so there's a lot of injuries in the front courts um so yeah I, I could definitely get behind you know paying down at center if if need be uh, and that should pretty much do it for for the lineups there. I'll go ahead and tweet out my updated lineup right before um, that six o'clock central tip. Um, hopefully it's good. Hope. Who knows?
2: It's it's going <laughs> to be tough. It's a it's a hard slate with uh just and it's just a myriad of injuries. Yes, yeah,
1: lots lots to take in. Um, of course, we'll be playing on Fandle. We love Fandle. Um A lot of different strategies to take into play. Whether you're playing double ups, um, tournaments, head to heads. You know, it's nice where we can always um you know play against our friends in, in friends mode or you know d- different um entry fees where you know everything's you know everyone feels comfortable playing with what they want to play so gotta love fanduel um and as a reminder for the listeners you'll get a bit of cross-court action if it's your first deposit on fanduel a free six-month rotowire subscription plus a free entry into the nfl sunday million dollar maker which as the name states has over one million dollars in cash prizes um, ton of NFL DFS podcasts out there as well. I know this is NBA, um, but I know Joe usually does uh, one with Joe Pisapia on, on Mondays. Um, so that's kind of winding down here last few, last few weeks to kind of to get your NFL action in there. But like I said, got to love FanDuel. Um, we should be back then on Wednesday. Uh, I think maybe Joe will be back unless, I mean, Alex may have done so well that Joe's not coming <laughs> back. Um, so we'll keep that in mind. Where can we get at you on Twitter?
2: yeah so twitter it's just uh so it's alex and then underscore it's nba r-u-t-h-a so it's like n-b-a-brew yeah it's it's like it's i like it i like it my my name (laughs) and the nba of course absolutely
1: you can get me at ben man doing work that should do it for the monday dfs podcast and like i said we'll be back on wednesday thanks for uh listening